1: You're
2: listening to beautiful Hello, dear listeners. Welcome to the the denouement, the denouement of this strange, strange season. Um, joining me to kick around the possibilities, probabilities, um, the endless permutations—or not so endless permutations—of the weekend and, and the following week's events are my two compadres. In On the one hand. It's Mr. Michael Avery. Welcome to the show, Michael.
1: Monge too, Rodney. Monge too.
2: <laughs>
1: I was going I was going along with your French name, Nick.
2: <laughs> and all the way from the Mans <laughs> in his dreams. Mr. Harry Warren, H A D,
0: mate. I just turn around and say nerd, which is basically French for shit and it or both or fucked. I can't remember which one, but it's yes. That's that's pretty much what we were all saying with the Birmingham result.
2: <laughs> we were hoping listeners to, to bring a bit of star quality with Mr. Aaron Paul, um, fresh from the EFL award show, hobnobbing with the stars, but he's been called away to a, a work meeting so he can't make it. So um, I'm afraid it is we three, we band of brothers, Michael, Harry and myself. Chaps, this is um, a strange weekend. I mean, Saturday's game and I think the Bournemouth away trip the following weekend, last game of the season, are both sellouts. Um... Much can it will hangs on, on Sheffield United's performance at QPR on Friday night. So we will know going into um into Saturday's game, Michael, um what we've got to do. We, I mean we, we have to win, number one, and we have to win with some goals because I think goal difference, if it's gonna play a part, we, we need to make up some of the gap between ourselves and Sheffield United. An unlikely scenario for you, Michael, going into going into the last two games of the season?
1: Um It it is unlikely. Of course it's unlikely. I mean, the the goal difference alone is is, is the cliche and extra point in itself. Looking at the table now, you know, we've got six goals. Sheffield United have got 12. Blackburn leapfrogged us yesterday, I believe it was, didn't it, when they beat Preston 4-1? Was it 4-1 they beat Preston? Um, Yeah. So so they're on 11 goals. You've got Middlesbrough as well. Let's not forget them. Ninth place, 43 games, 64 points. So they win that. They they could go above as well. But the one thing I'm holding on to, I don't know about you boys, but and, and normally Milwa ain't involved at this end of the table on the last day. But how many times have you seen on Sky Sports News or BBC or Match of the Day or these, these sports programmes where they have the live table in the bottom corner and it changes about half a dozen times in the 90 minutes? So it, it can yeah. happen. It can happen. You know, you, you, you look last season. I think Derby just stayed up, didn't they, um, on the very last day. But that bottom three changed a number of times in 90 minutes. So... Keep the faith. I've kept the faith. My voice notes have, have been positive. I'm trying to stay on the Rowick train. Uh, the wheels fell off, and um, <laughs> and our uh, and our uh, what, what do we call it? Dan's when distress. Distress might be a little bit still tied onto the train line and can't undo those knots. But she'll she'll get off, and we'll keep going. We'll be fine.
2: Absolutely, Ab- absolutely, Mike. I mean, Harry. Um, we've got a two game season effectively with the odds stacked against us. Um, we we, we we could only hope a lot of it lies out of our, our hands and I was playing around with the um, what they call them they're, they're like uh, fixture um, permutation sites there's a word for them I can't think of what they the uh, generator predictor. predictor we're playing around with the predictor earlier on I mean a, a win for Sheffield United on Friday means that we have to win to keep in with the most remotest chance. I mean, the fact that we're going into these last two games, um, obviously much depends on us winning on Saturday to have even a remote chance going to Bournemouth H. But I mean, there's, there's, that's an achievement. I know you, you've been one of Gary Rowett's critics all season. I don't think there's any, any um, secret over that. I, don't, I, I think that's, that's a fair comment, but to be in with a, a shout at this late stage is all that we could have aimed for through the season. But I, I Interested to see what you think to that proposition,
0: mate. I mean, yes, in on the one hand, it's an achievement. I, I Looking back at the Championship over the last five years, the points tally to get you into the playoffs this year will be the lowest it has been in five years, um, possibly. Um, our maximum amount of points that we can get to is 72. 72 was the amount that we got in the first season back in the Championship under Harrison. fell short. And that was the closest that we've been since, um, so we could match that points, but we won't beat it. Um, you know, I, I think a lot's made about what a great job Gary Rowett's doing. I just think it's another season where we haven't. Uh, the thing that I don't like is that we had an opportunity against Birmingham. We should, but Birmingham should never, should never, ever have got anything out of us, and that that's that's unforgivable. You know. The, the way those cards fell for a free game season, and you only had to, you only can take care of yourself, and we didn't take care of that result. You know, Peterborough, yes, we should beat them. We've got to take care of that, and you know, Bournemouth and Bournemouth could need to win to to secure second place. Sheffield United have got Fulham, but we've allowed the other teams back in, so now it's not a 50-50 straight fight between us and Sheffield United by our own shortcomings on Saturday we have allowed it to be a possibly three possibly four team fight for the last spot and made it even harder on ourselves and you know yes on the one hand it's a great achievement by Millwall with their resources and all of that and then also on the other hand it's typical Millwall that they fall short and you know I I don't really know where to sit with that I I I people will say I'm negative. I don't think I'm necessarily negative. I'm just saying have a have a dose of have a dose of realism and look at it from the outside. We've not really you know we're not you know, I'm surprised we're here because we're not a great side. I don't think we are I don't think anyone's in any kind of illusion that we're a great side. On our day we're really good and we play some great football. But there have been some real low points this season where you feel, how is this team anywhere near the playoffs and I think that's the same probably Blackburn fans would say that they've been up there all season and and other clubs will probably say that are in and around the fight QPR are up there for a long time and have fallen away due to injuries and so on and it's it's just the championship really the championship is is. unpredictable but and you've got to stay there for the 46 games and for me we have drawn too many games again and it's going to come back and bite us on the ass again. And, you know, that's my problem with Gary Rowett again. Uh, I think someone raised it on Twitter, I can't remember who did, said they'd have rather have lost our, and I know Fizz said it in the show, he would rather have gone to Birmingham and fucking gone for it and, and, and got beat. And at least you would have known that we gave it our all. It just feels like, I know we can, we can give it our all in these two games, but it's like a little bit too late. You know You know what I mean? Well, we have it's,
2: to it's... give it our all from here. There's, there's there's nowhere else to go on Saturday other than giving it an attacking stance, which we'll, we'll come back to. But I mean, Michael, I mean, one of my notes to myself, I was just posing myself the question, has it been a good or a bad season? I'm not sure there's a straight answer to that question. I mean, Harry's, Harry's right in that there've been some pretty um, turgid uh, sequences. I was looking at the, the the season results. We 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 either go on good runs or we go on uh, mediocre runs at, at best. So it's been it's been a strange season to summarise. And we've surged into this position from a pretty low point. If you look at January, Michael, I mean that was that was in the aftermath. I think um, I think that was when Blackpool beat us in um, in January. And you know we would most of us were saying the season was over and done with. So. To find the form to get us here is is great, but then to let it slip seems wasteful. How do, how do you see it? Mike?
1: Well, this is why it's always good having Harry and I on we very yin and yang. I think Harry's been very quite harsh, in truth, because, look, I've got the table in front of me now. You said about the draws, totally understand the draws scenario. We've I can't remember really up until the last couple of games that Rowett had a full strength squad to choose from. I know that obviously you said in a previous show, Harry, that you know, sometimes that might suit us because it's a little bit backs to the wall, you know, uh, us against their mentality we can only pick what we've got. The Coventry game is a great example. You know, we had all those kids on the bench and we ended up winning. But if you look at the stats, um, we've lost 12 games. Now that is two less than Huddersfield, two more, sorry, than Huddersfield in third. One more than Forest in fourth, the same as Luton in fifth, and one less than Sheffield United in sixth. So our actual games we're losing isn't isn't that bad, you know. It, it, like it's like there's there's so, this I say so many people. It sounds like I'm having to go everyone. I'm not, but there's there's a lot of people who are a little bit doom and gloom, and you think we we knew at the start of the season. We have said it at the start of the season. We said it last season. We need a, to, to be in that top six. You need a 2025 20, goal season striker or a combination where they'll get you a lot of goals. Neil Fisler said it on the other show the other day about how uh, we shop in the sort of budget supermarkets compared to other shops with Mitrovic and all that. And, and he's right. And a and Fobe and Bradshaw have done quite well. But we've been so unlucky with injuries. Bradshaw was in the form of his Millwall career. I won't say the form of his life because he'd he done well at Barnsley. He was in the form of his Millwall career, got injured. A Fobay, yes, he has his critics, but he is a class above some of the other players. we got. He got injured. We we've got, we had Tyler Bury. He was doing well. He, he picked up a knock or, or or hit a bit of down form. Ballard, who was having a fantastic season, got injured. Hutchinson, he he, he got injured. He was out the side for a long time. We had issue with the right-backs at the start of the season, but I think we've done remarkably well. Yes, the football at times has been dire to watch, but when you're in a situation where you, you see these stats all the time, the spending power of these big bigger clubs and the t- clubs at the top of the table, we are literally two games away from the end of the season within touching distance of the top six with a squad that has been threadbare for the majority of the season with a manager who gets criticised for being defensive. And I've got to ask an honest question. I mean, Neil Fisler said it the other day as well. And again, this is one of the things that I disagreed with him on, even though I thought he made a lot of good points. Who realistically has been looking at the bottom three this season? Who's actually genuinely well, from, from our point? Of yeah, from who, who, uh, yeah. Who who honestly thinks we might go down? It you know when Nick Neil, uh, Neil Nick you just said oh the season was over in January. It wasn't. We were near the bottom of the table. It was. We were. Well, we were further
2: down. Day. I'm just trying to find it, Michael. We were in 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 early. Does help when two teams
0: in your division have been docked points? To be fair, I, I'll take your point we were he's 19th a, a, in not, sep-
2: September 19th going and he's,
0: he's not a relegation <laughs> manager i don't think that's 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 ever been questioned the question is is can he take the the idea is to take the next step the idea
1: is to build towards the next step and i can't see it michael i just can't but if you see yeah, but, it. harry harry if you've not got the spending power to take the next step how how are you going to do it how, how, so that's what i'm saying so, go, that's the you, point <laughs> isn't it if
0: you're not if you have not got the spending power to take the next step, is he the right manager to build a squad that can take
1: the next step without the spending power? Because oh, no, yeah. then who, who else is trust. who else is going to get you who else is going to get you near the top six this close two games to go if, um, with no spending power? But, but, but well, Luton have done it. Um, so one, one, one point post, I want It's to not an impossible
0: job. The, 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 the point I'm trying to make is that your best players going nine. What was the stat of the weekend? That five of the players that played in the squad ain't under contract next season. This is like the league one season when we got promoted. We had to get promoted otherwise everyone was fucked, right? Like people would have left and we'd have been ended up where Scumful Park, where South are, where Bristol Rovers ended up getting relegated. Right? There are there are like uh what's the what's the phrase? There are moments where you've got to seize on to stuff and we haven't done it. You know, uh, yeah, all the all the points that you made about us being having injuries, totally understand that. But sometimes we've been worse when we've had a full squad. The squad is his squad to build. Yes, we've had injuries. Totally understand that. But he decided to let people go and keep people and decide to do what he wants with it. That's his job. You know, there's other teams who have had worse injury crisis than us this season. I think of Blackburn haven't had their best, arguably the best striker in the division for this side of, the, of three months to a point where they decided to cancel a game against us 10 minutes before it kicked off. Uh, uh, and Bradley Dack as well. You know, QPR haven't had a fit goalkeeper for three months. Um, uh, uh, Neville fallen away as well. So, yeah, your point's totally valid. But the problem is, is that I don't like the reliance on loan players. Yeah, we've got to where we are, but I don't like the reliance on loan players. I don't like the fact that Tyler Bury hasn't played because Tyler Bury... Uh, Tyler, uh, This is another question. If Tyler Bury is being courted by all these clubs, why hasn't he been in our side every week? Why, well, why, I mean, we uh, him? why? Why are we playing Oli Burke in front of him? Why? Why are we? Why are we doing these things? I mean, you're I judged on the
2: you, you're judged on the bottom line in football, Harry. I mean, you you we we all know that. And you know, at the moment, we are we were placed seventh until um, the, the game last night. We're now eighth in the table. Um, Gary Rout would point to that. I'm just looking at his previous record of um, it came in, in 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 the course of 2019 20. We finished eighth there, and that was a COVID curtailed season. Um, behind closed doors, 11th, and we're, we're eighth at the moment. So I suppose he would point at that and say, um, tell me tell me who's done better at your club. He would say that. And I, I I posed that question to myself. I thought, I'll have a look and see who has done better at our club. And I, there's only one, two, three, four, five managers in, at Millward that have done better than that. And um, that's that's Mark McGee in 2001-2 when we came fourth and obviously um, famously lost out in the playoffs. Mick McCarthy twice in 93-94, 92-93. We finished third and seventh under McCarthy. Bruce Rioch, 1990-91. We finished fifth. I'm going to exclude the Division One season because I don't count to what we're talking about. But we finished first, obviously, under the great Johnny Doc in 1987-88. And then you're going to go back to 1971-72 when I started going 50 years ago, a lifetime ago, to find Benny Fenton. So the I think what the point of that is, is that budget does play a part. We are, whether we like it or not, and there might be a million and one reasons as to why this should or should not be, but we are a small-time club fighting in a a division where others can bring a lot more to the table. Look at Fulham's hundred goals. I know that's artificially inflated with. Uh, Premier League parachute money and 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 the Bournemouth also are you know um vying for second place they may or may not achieve that, but another team that's inflated with an artificial source of money if you like um so for us to be in the game for us to even be competing i i take your point Harry, i do i do get where I think you're going, which is that you should aspire to be better um and there's no what happened in 1971 has no relevance, arguably to what happens in, in 2022, but you've got, and you've got, I'm, you've got to aim upwards. Otherwise it's pointless, but
0: I'm just looking uh, at what it, remains, what an it this, this remains an achievement,
2: Harry. This remains an achievement for Gary, Gary Rowick. Well
0: Yeah. Yeah. It is an achievement for Gary Rowett to, to probably finish eighth on 72 points. No, that's, that's the maximum we can achieve. The maximum we can achieve is 72 points.
1: And going back... Yeah, well, so now, because
2: we, we've we we've let situations go, and I yeah, think that was, that so was what I wanted to come back to, because we have let points go. Yeah. yeah
1: just <laughs> quickly as well, just before you start, Harry, looking at it again, you you sound about how poor it's been. And yes, like I like even asked, some of the actual football quality well, hasn't been great. Looking at it now, there are only three teams across the entire division from 1st to 24th who have conceded less goals than Millwall all season. Do you, do you get promoted on that? George. I'm not saying no, you do, no, Harry. No, no. I'm, not, I'm not saying you do, but but what I'm saying is, is that you you you're within touching you're within touching distance of the past two games to go. Only the top two and the team in fourth have conceded less goals than you, and you're actually averaging to concede one goal a game. Where the teams above you are conceded more than that. So this is where I'm, I'm not I'm not I'm causing an argument with you, or, or or trying to. Sorry if I sound aggressive, but I just think it's there's so many positives you can take from the situation. And like you say with the reliance on the loan players, there was there was obviously talk in in the transfer windows that there was players that Gary wanted to sign, but he couldn't. So again, financial situations, do you blame Gary Rowick for that? You say about all these players being out of contract. He could go to someone and go on and give someone a four year deal, they go can't afford it. So well, what does he I mean, do this?
0: Well, the let's put it this, this way. way
1: was it was it a good
0: idea to sign Axe Pierce last summer for another year on eight grand a week? Was that a good idea? Because, because uh, I how many games you played? Two, three? I yeah, I mean, I would I, disagree.
2: I, I would okay. dis- I would disagree with that signing. And there's, there's been others. I mean, we'll come we'll come back to those that are leaving us because I've, I've I've done a list. of... You'll be thankful to know, listeners. I've done a list of what I think is going to be leaving us in the in the summertime. But if you if you want this this season's been very hard to summarize um, because it's it's the it comprises of good and bad phases. But if you want a bad phase. Listeners, where this season got away from us. I'm going to refer you to the December, the December to January period, where I'm just looking at those results here, chaps. And so we beat uh, Birmingham three one in early December, so disregard that. We then get beat two one at Peterborough in a dire, a dire afternoon, which was where the t- the, the crowd turned on Gary Row your football is shit. Every I think, Harry, you remember that? Um, so awful, awful. Yeah, I wish I used. <laughs> <laughs> it was an awful afternoon and it was it was it was it was it was well was,
0: Jed got ched got injured as well at that at that point or did he or didn't ease up to whether or not it was just such did, a, a patsy performance
2: harry and that that was that's that there's that so you got that that performance there um we we, we nick a in at coventry the point
0: there now with the benefit of hindsight <laughs>
2: We've we've uh we, we, we nick a win at Coventry 1 0, but then we go and give away a lead, a half time lead, which is diabolical in any any form of football. We're winning 2 1 at Bristol on January the yeah. 2nd. Give that away to That's go 3 2. Let's let's disregard the Crystal Palace game, the FA Cup, but even though we were winning that and then we gave that away, but albeit against the Premier League side and a, a decent one, in fairness, to so as much as that sticks in my throat. We've then got um losing 1 0 to Forest, we get beat. A Blackpool which is on on a par with um uh with the, the Peterborough performance another dire moment in the season before we start to try and recover our position with um a win over over West Brom but that period Jeps, of of kind of late December uh and the bulk of January is where this season's got away from us. We we've had winning positions given away. What I don't understand is how that same team with such dire afternoons as Blackpool and Peterborough, but but also Ashton Gate and other, other, other games where we've not looked 100%, can then go into an unbeaten run, which is what we do um, through February and March, producing, for me, one of the best games I've seen in a, in a long time in that 2-0 win over Huddersfield, uh, which is March the 16th, which seems a bit of a long while ago now, I'm saying it, but mm. a performance of the... I don't know. It's, it was, it was what I would argue the best performance, maybe the the Forest away win, Harry. But I don't what I don't understand is how we can have such inconsistency, such lurching from the sublime to the ridiculous, from the excellence to appalling. You know, it's it's been an odd season in that way.
0: I think sometimes the squad isn't settled because I don't think Harry Row- Rowett is settled in his mind of what his best squad was. Um, main that comes back to the injuries. Um, that Michael's already touched upon, because I think it's all right saying players are fit to play, but form matters at this level. And if you come back and you're point one of a percent off it, you're gonna get you're gonna get found out. Um, so I'll give him a little bit of leeway right there. I I don't want it to come across that I want Gary Rowett to be sacked. I, I don't. I just don't like the people that uh, seemingly you you can criticise him and actually question him without wanting him to be sacked I don't yeah no like, I'd agree I, don't like his, I agree with that I agree I don't that, like yeah. his football right but if he gets moved to the Premier League I'll be over the moon right and I'll take most of what I've said about him and it's effective because the league table doesn't lie what I don't like is I don't like some of the some of the like the media speak I don't like it I think he insults my intelligence he tries to jazz it up on Sky and, you know, if we're shit, tell me that we're shit. And that's all I want to know. I don't need you to to lie to me. My eyes have just watched you for 90 minutes. Right. You know, um, and I I think, I think a lot of Millwall fans will respect that. Um, But that's why he doesn't push, as I've said before, he doesn't push my foot within buttons. The, the problem that I've got again, going forward is if we don't get to the playoffs this season, you know, it's still been a good season. To be in it this close is is an achievement, as you said. But again, yeah. we've fallen again. And, you know, you can't keep falling. His record as a Millwall manager has been to be, what, 11th? uh What was it? 11th, 9th?
2: 11th. Um, 8th, well, he started out 11th, at 8th. 8th. Yeah, eighth um, eleventh, and now wherever we finish this season, eighth, like seventh, ninth, whatever it it finishes yeah. up. At, it, it might still be six. I mean, we're talking as though the season is done. It's it's a it's a mathematical miracle. Some might argue, listeners, but it's not done for yet. But let's go for seventh or eighth or ninth because I think that's probably the most likely outcome. Um, I mean, I, I I think it's the eternal problem of the Millwall manager, Harry. I mean, whether whether Whatever anyone 's personal taste on on gary rowett 's football might be, I think in the end it's going to come down to an inability to sign real top quality finishing, so you know um that's been our problem, maybe apart from when uh, Morrison and Gregory in their pump in league one um i 'm trying to think of the last top top striker that we've 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 had, and we 're going to, probably going to go back to um, Neil Harris in his, in his heyday. Um, because apart from that, I can't think of many really lethal strikers. The I ones that leap out, and...
0: I still think that they've scored enough goals. The, the front two, realistically, I think our, our problem comes from elsewhere. Um, they've both got double figures. Um, admittedly, that could be more, but you know, it's a phobie. and um, Bradshaw, and then I'm going to guess, is it Cooper that's ne- the
1: next guy they've emerged? Jed, Jed, and Jed and Murray Wallace. So you've got a faux ball. Yeah, on the 12, Wallace's. Yeah, yeah um, Bradshaw on nine, and Jed and Murray Wallace both on six. But I mean, look at the assists. Jed's got eleven assists this season. That's really yeah, that's.
0: What we're going to we're going to miss right. Jed. Bye. Right. Right. Seventeen involved in seventeen goals. Bye so how many what percentage (laughs) of that is that the goals at what percentage of that goals was that Uh, 17 you know and and people call me call me critical i'm just a fucking realist that's a lot to fucking find that is a lot to find Uh, probably percentage wise what's that probably 30 percent of our goals so let's look at let's look at
2: who's we're gonna uh, we're gonna say goodbye we think almost certainly, unless we get into the Premier League, and that's that's looking at a remote possibility, listeners. We're going to be saying goodbye to Jed Wallace after six years, 250 plus appearances, 43 goals. I haven't got the assist table with me, but he's a he's a major, major influence and, and a substantial player in terms. We, Michael, we really notice it when he's not in the team, and I think that was um, apparent on some of the recent performances where you know he's, he's been been out injured. Um no Jed, no 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 party. Um it does seem as though um he, he wants to put himself at the higher level, he wants to, wherever that might take him. I did read us in um in in Turkey, so um I mean gotta say good luck to him wherever he, he takes his his trades. But I mean Harry's right there, Michael. I mean that's gonna be a big loss to the club, the departure of Jed. I don't see where we're gonna replace that creativity at the moment, anyway.
1: No, no, I agree. And the thing is as well is that Harry saying about uh, QPR missing their goalkeeper and other players missing for their teams I don't I don't think I know that some players have to a degree raised their game when when jed um been out but was out injured and, and sort of like we, we did we did nick a few results here and there but they seemed like we had to really dig deep and really grind out that result just to get like the sort of you know the two runs and the, the one nils etc you know with, with Without Jed, I don't think there's probably a player in the championship who is as influential for their club as Jed Wallace is for us. And yeah, do no. you know what? And and you know what? Fair fair play to him. If if he does want to go on, it's very similar to the league, Gregory. He's he's not asked for the move. He probably would have liked. To, with ideal world, he probably would have liked to have stayed with us in in if in the Premier League if we got promoted. And I'm sure. If, you know, if you had that sort of crystal ball and said to Jed Wallace, you know, maybe next season we'd get in the Premier League for sure. You know, would you stay? He would stay. But he he stayed to the end of his contract. He's not asked for a move. He's he's played, looking at this thing as well, he's played 37 games this year. Harry said there's 17 goal contributions for either goals or assists. He's He's done incredible. So if this is his last season, fair play to him. Fair play to him. We'll miss you, Jed.
2: We will. A lot of question marks, Harry, over how we're going to replace that. I mean, you make a great point, actually, The assist, uh, for this season. I mean, it, you know, it's it's apparent that um, there's going to be a big hole left where Jed Wallace was in the squad. I'm just going to run through, if we may, some of the other goodbyes. You you, you may be less um, distraught to see some of these names go, Harry. Oliver Burke, presumably. Um, I don't know. We'll you think he's going to stay? You think he's one that um, Harry, uh, that uh, Rowett is 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 keen on? You think so? Yeah, I reckon so. Um, his, his loan period is up, so I've taken that to be goodbye Oliver Burke. But we'll we'll see. Um, it's already been announced that Conor Mahoney is going to go for for better or for worse. Um, he's never really scratched the surface of Gary Rowett's um, you know affections, has he? Conor Mahoney and his the club have said that he's going to go. Um, Shay Ojo, we don't really know what's. He's, he's he's a boy looking for a club, really, or a place to settle, isn't he? He's never really settled anywhere, um, and I don't get a sense at Millwall that he's really settled. Do you think he's another one that Gary Rowett might be keen on?
0: I hope not, but but then again, I don't, I don't. I don't get the fucking. I don't get the fucking transfer policy. You know, I, I I don't understand. I don't understand. I don't. I don't want him to sign Burke, but I can see him doing it. Um, but yeah, I, I just think, just think that, that you know, Ryan's right. He said it before. I've echoed it. Recruitment, we don't do well. We don't want players on the way down. We want players on no, the way up. No, no. That's what I we mean, do uh, well. That's what Aaron's, we Aaron's
2: asked this question about what kind of club do you want to be? It's the same question that you're asking there, and Ryan's made it previously. You're right. And, you know, it's a big question to answer because we are going to have a creative problem in that uh, there's no Jed.
0: I don't with, with get the, the creative problem in terms of, of that is great. Like, oh, yeah, we've lost Jed. You've got the fucking boy Wonder sitting there, who I think is the most naturally gifted dribbler I've seen at the club since Paul Eiffel, right? Uh, uh, and it, it, it's ridiculous. You mean Tyler? T-
2: Tyler Beery. Oh, you know, Tyler
0: Bury should be fucking the, the one that you're building this next stage of recruitment around. This is this is the yeah, person. The only, the only
1: thing you've got with that, though, Harry, is... His potential is, is just that potential. I mean, in the nicest possible way, and hindsight, as we always say, is a wonderful thing. Everyone was saying this about Fred on a dinner, and he, he just couldn't do it for us, could he? Well, he's doing, so... it, he's doing it for Luton. He's, he's in with a stronger shout of the yeah. Premier League than we are. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, no, of course, of course. But what I'm saying is, is he, did, he didn't do it for us. like he <laughs> no, like didn't do it, it for us. Do, Lewis we, we, signed, we signed Lewis Graven, everyone was, was saying, you know, like...
0: You know, he, he's no
1: but good, he's food bob and all this, and now he's smashed him in. So but
0: it's it's potential, isn't it? I agree, but the difference between Fred and Lewis Grabham and Tyler Bury is that Tyler Bury came back and I think we've looked our best when we have Jeb Wallace on the right or Tyler Bury or Mason Bennett when fit. Off the left with a phobe through the middle of Bradshaw. We've, middle we've missed Mason a on three, that this, this season. right? So yeah, that, that yeah. is yeah, yeah. that is the system that works best for us. So if that's what we want to, we have going to have Mason Bennett next season, and you're one of the people that wants Bennett a phobe. So if we do keep Bennett a phobe, which I think's unlikely, just because of Millwall paying anything more than a bag of beans for a player, still shocks <laughs> me. Um, but but I mean Bennett,
2: Bennett's, Bennett's twelve goals. We talked about Jed's. Um, Creativity, Harry, and his assists uh, tally. Benick, he, this, whatever you think of, it, of, of him as a striker. I mean, is, is he on twelve goals at the moment? I haven't, I haven't got the uh, goal uh, scorers, the,
1: He's got 12, 12 in 12, twelve and thirty-nine. Which
0: i so the what's, what's Bradshaw's return? Nine in Germany. Nine and much faster. A, a good,
2: a good ratio. A good ratio. Yeah. So Benic the is another one we've, we've mentioned. Him. Dan Ballard's coming towards the end of his. Loan period. I don't. I, it remains to be seen whether we can make I mean, a bid I'd for him. If we're see, in the I'd, game for him. I don't know.
0: I don't think we're anywhere near in the league that can keep Dan Ballard, i I'll be totally honest. I mean, if we got promoted, yes, I think we'd have funds there that he'd you'd sign him. Understand him. The fact he's that a good
2: player, Harry. He's a he's very a great
0: good player. player. But the, the thing is, like everyone's, you know, it went around Twitter, didn't it? You had Thomas Franken and David Moyes, there, and I'm gonna yeah. tell you right now, every single West Ham fan that I have the displeasure of talking to talks about <laughs> the fact they need a centre half. So, I mean, that Dan Ballard is fucking class and and a ball playing squash buckling, you know, centre back of you know, he's got everything. So, I think he's a Premier League player in waiting. Whether his, that's his, his quality.
2: And crucially, has shown it in recent games where the defence actually—I mean, Saturday—I thought our defence looked very fragile, which is another thing we that's that's developed on us um, in this strange season. I mean, um, I think we're going to miss Dan when he's gone, Michael. Don't you? I think he's um, been—he's a a player that's come on leaps and bounds in the the hot house of the Den. He seems to really have responded to it, which any watching Premier League manager. Would take note of and um, and would want, want. I mean, it, Harry's mentioned West Ham. Wouldn't surprise me to see him move along to West Ham.
1: Yeah, yeah, or or he might if if he is loaned out again, which he probably will do at Arsenal because he's he's a very very good player. But I don't think he's obviously near their first team yet. It it wouldn't surprise me if he went to one of the possibly relegated clubs um, who are looking at going straight back up to so like a Norwich or or a team like that who who, who mm. always I think better than promotion. Right? No, he, 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 he. There's no doubt he is. But what I'm saying is, is that if, if, as a confidence builder, would you, uh, as Arsenal, would you want to send him to somewhere like Norwich if, when, if when they go down, because you know they'll be winning every week, top of the table, or would you want to send him somewhere if they stay up, somewhere like a Burnley, where it's just going to be an absolute slog every single week, you know, like like the atmosphere is not going to be too great and that kind of thing. So it would not straight. you get on that think, again.
0: I think someone offers Arsenal fifteen to twenty five million pounds for him, and he fucks off in the summer. That's what I think happens.
1: Um, Or that, or that. Yeah, I think I think that's
0: what's going to happen. I I, I generally believe that Arsenal were probably going out of the the uh, of doing this rebuilding job themselves. I think he's. If this was two years ago, I think he'd have got back in. He'd almost be Arsenal first team or definitely around the squad. But
1: they're moving towards. Sort of champions, but the, 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 do the, both of you? So. Do both of you really think at the moment? Because I I rate Ballard really highly, but both. But do both of you really think he's Premier League already? Yeah,
0: next I do. Season? I think he's. I think he is. Yeah, uh, I think.
2: I, I, I'm very impressed with him. I mean, I'm no position to judge think, if he's Premier League. I, I'd get every, If he's not, then.
0: Do you generally do do you know, no, no, think, uh, Michael? Sorry to talk across you. Do you right. generally think the bottom? Do you think the bottom six of the Premier League? Or any but are in the top six of the championship, other than spending power. Do you think some of the worst football by Everton this season, or some of the worst football by Burnley and Norwich? The only reason when they come back down is they bounce back is because just the spending power. But when mm. they play in the Premier League, they're showing up. They get confidence in our division. Look at look at what happens with Mitchell. That's that's, that's exactly that
1: my thing. point. That's exactly my point because I think if, if Fulham, if this Fulham team was in the Premier League this season, I think they'd probably stayed up because that, that bottom three of the Premier League has been utter dross this season. It's been awful. Um, but like you
0: I say... Think a lot of people it... think that of the Championship, though, if you look at the point, the points tally other than Fulham, realistically, and, and arguably Bournemouth. And, I mean, Forrest, Forrest have still got a chance of, of second. They've got two games still, like, on... You yeah, know, I mean, everyone, we've though. got to keep making the
2: point, we've got to keep making the point, boys, that the season is not over yet. We're 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 doing a kind of a season summary here, but... Um, from a Millwall perspective, it may, the odds are in favour of it probably being all but over, but they're still not done from our point of view either. Um, you what right, Forrest... do you
0: reckon Mr. Bifan now asks us not to run on the pitch on Saturday? <laughs>
2: just... <laughs> do like a bingo. <laughs> Yeah. I've got some easy goodbyes for you, Harry. I'm going to serve these. Are, these are easy ones for you. I'm not on, Luke Freeman. He's coming towards the end of his um, short tenure with, with the Lions. You know,
0: you know after that, you know after that game, you know the, the game later on in the season at the Den. I think I think Michael might have more minutes than Luke Freeman. Those, yeah. those
2: are those saw his twelve minutes. Michael, will count ourselves lucky men one day that we saw the twelve minutes of Luke Freeman. In the blue shirt. A, he's gonna go into middle
0: folklore like Juan.
2: <laughs> Michael Kefton Belt. Um, I think he's gonna he's coming towards the end of his contract. I I don't know him. Gary Rowett seems to have a soft spot for him when he came back on Saturday, yeah. which I didn't understand. We have mentioned erratic Decision Making Gary, already, already, um, to replace Billy with um with Michael Kefton Belt. Oh, don't, need eight, don't need
0: seven midfielders at the club, do we? Or seven no, defensively-minded no. ones? Yeah, I think I, I don't think he's a bad player. I just think he's, he's probably a squad player in a team with more resources than our own. But we just need... If you're we gonna need play something more midfield, exciting, gonna, I do
2: agree. Um, Ryan,
0: Leonard, Ryan, Ryan Leonard, for me, it's like a Ryan Leonard or Kifton Bell kind of conundrum. And Ryan Leonard can play right back. So Ryan Leonard stays and you get rid of Kifton Bell when you... When you can, kind of thing for me, but I, I know, obviously, Gary yeah. Rowett likes him, so he'll probably stay. Like Michael, like you, this
2: season. Michael, you're going to be distraught to see the end of Alex Pierce. His, his contract is up in the in at the end of May as well.
1: Do you know what? On honestly, I've, I've this. He, he's the only bloke who turns slower than me when he plays football. So when I watch <laughs> him play, he, he, he makes me feel good about himself. No, but do you know what? We we say what we we. We do about Pierce, and, and I mean, God loves a try, doesn't he? But he, he does, certainly he does, does. Try. He's, just, he's just not good enough, you know. think you can't, you not not against it, but he's clearly he's a brilliant pro and all that kind of stuff. But that's what I was going to say, he, yeah. He, he he He's clearly a good influence on the squad. Let's not forget as well when Gary Row got COVID and him and Williams took side over, he they took control of so, the team,
2: didn't you? Yeah,
1: that's uh, you know. And and when when he came in under Harris, you know we we all mock, but you know he he came in as a lone player, and then the next season, in his first full season, he got made club captain, didn't he? So
2: well, he, we we, he, we won one under him, we lost one, so I mean that's fifty percent hit rate. That's not bad. That's not
1: a bad
0: return. Dave Tuttle would have killed that ratio.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to throw some two more names at you, chaps, because um, these these are open questions. Then we've got two boys on loan. I think we've got more of these, but these were the ones that leapt out of me. One is Isaac Alofay at uh, at Sutton. Um, I have a sense, Harry. I have a sense that if we were gonna bring him back, we'd have brought him back already. But I, I don't know the thinking of the great football managers of our time. So would you bring him back? Would you would you want to see him? Would you
0: I, I hope you I hope you're not um, referring to Gary Rowett as one of the great football managers of <laughs> our <old> time for <laughs> serving me that question. <laughs> What does <laughs> our football manager think of it? Okay? Isaac
2: Alofi is the question, mate. I mean, he's he's oh, on right. he's on, okay. on loan at something. done well at some, Um I but we've shown no well signs done. to bring him back,
0: which I, you know. Yeah, I think it's a big step from League Two to, to bring him to the to the top end of the championship. I, I, I mean, I'd like to, I, I think Isaac Alofi will end up playing for Millwall, but just maybe, maybe we need to loan him out again, maybe to a League One club. He'd be he retiring.
2: Is. We keep loaning him out. He'd be older than me. Harold,
0: well, this is the point, this is the point though. This is the point.
1: He's floor
2: <laughs> at the moment. He'll be getting work on his card on his on his uh on his free um. Card, old like is he? 24? <laughs> twenty four. Twenty two. Twenty two. Right. So yeah. 22. So he's
0: still younger. He could do with one more for me. One more year in a mid-table League One side and see if he gets in that side. You don't. We murder young players at the den, by the way. We, we do, do murder yeah. them. We do kill them. So maybe being away for a little bit and learning his trade elsewhere might not be the worst thing. We also don't have a manager that tends to trust the new fiver. Um, from from all the evidence that we've been given over the last like three four seasons, is it three and a half years now? Four years. Um, you know the average age of the squad's gone up. You know, arcing back twelve points. So I don't think looking at young players is something that Gary Rowick or developing young players is something that Gary Rowick particularly cares about. That's not a knot. Some managers do, some managers don't. And, you know, he, he's I'd like to, I'd like
2: to him. have a sight of a low fame, eh, Michael, wouldn't you? I mean, you know, it's, he's a player that I would like to have seen, even if I need to say, no, he weren't good enough. You know, um, we, we just don't know enough about his match by match form. Really. He seems to have done well. at something. But, um, yeah, yeah. who knows? We'll see um and in the same category michael alex mitchell at orient um whether he's seen as a as a contender to come back to to the the den with, oh, with I ballard can have, going i can't
0: can think formed opinion with alex mitchell from an or michael first let we'll come back to you harry yeah, yeah. well
1: no i was just i was just going to say um he, he, he seems to do right it was at Yeovil that he was loaned at first wasn't it was it Yeovil, Yeovil? Yeovil and then yeah. he went to yeah. lake right.
2: didn't he yeah
1: yeah um but he's got. It's all gone very. I mean, I'm not sure whether it's because he's not going particularly well at Orient. He's gone quiet. But we've not heard too much about him, have we? And and no, there's an Orient fan. I, there's an Orient fan I know at work here who's not not disrespectful about him, but he, he's sort of well. He's not pulling up any trees really. I mean, I've not seen Orient play, and I, I'm not going to sit here and pretend that I'm some oracle of League Two football. But normally, when your players do well. On loan, you, you hear about him, you know, like Isaac. We've heard a lot about him when we've learned out other players in the past, like Matt Namara when he was at St Johnston. Everyone was raving about how well he was doing, but he seems to have gone quiet with Mitchell, doesn't it?
0: He? he was injured it for two months, which <laughs> is basically why it went quiet. Um, that might right. be why it was this. It, <laughs> in, in, in <laughs> that in, in that run where Jacket got sacked. Um, Mitchell got injured. Um, which basically, not saying that he was there, basically, the, the Orient fan that I know. Um, basically said that Mitchell was their best defender. I don't know how good that is in the second half, second, sec, like bottom half. League two side, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. but um, basically when they lost him, it all went to shit and he's come back and they've got a winning run. So whether the two are linked or, or the change of, you know, getting Kenny Jacket and he done very well for us, but ever since then it's been, I think he's one of these managers that's gone, managers have a sell-by date, don't they? And, you know, he done a great job for us, but, didn't particularly look overly loved at Portsmouth nor Leighton Orient, and I just think it's the end of the road for Kenny. I don't think it will work again. Um, but, no, but, he will but, in the club yeah, shop. In the club shop. <laughs> I mean, I mean, like it's not being funny. Right? I think that the club shop could do with could do with a bit of an helping hand. We've talked about it before. Maybe that maybe that's the idea. <laughs> is is a,
2: a very blurry, very helpful helpful man, isn't he? Yeah, maybe he could yeah. take over the club shop.
1: He'll do, um, do the
2: stop tank. I'm going to take a short break there, listeners. We're going to come back very, very shortly with my home-produced good, the bad, and the ugly theme, because I don't use the copyrighted version. Otherwise, I'll get this podcast taken. I'll be right back after these messages.
0: Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. so to help us we brought in a reverse auctioneer which is apparently a
1: thing Mint Mobile unlimited premium wireless how to get 30 30 bit to get 30 bit to get 20 2020 20, bit to get 2020 20, bit to get 15 15 15
0: 15 just 15 bucks a month so give it a try at mintmobile.com switch
2: 45 dollars up front for three months plus taxes and fees promoting for new customers for a limited time unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows full terms at mintmobile.com
1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombus.com slash ACAST, code ACAST.
2: Achtung, Mailball. Welcome back, listeners, after that comfort break there. Um, boys, I'm going to play a sound effect. It may well be me doing the good, the bad and the ugly things. I want to look at the good, the bad and the ugly of the season. So first up is the good, Harry. We're going to look at the good in this season. I'm going to focus on the good things that have happened. Um, And I've written down a little list. See if you agree with these or if you disagree, chaps, as I read through them. Um, Wherever we finish this season is a good finish. Um, Eighth, ninth, seventh, possibly sixth even. Um, The league table finish is one of the better points. So however we've got here, but whatever convoluted route. Um, we've touched on it already, so I don't want to go over it too much. But I think, by middle standards, historically, and in terms of the current championship, we've done pretty well to finish just outside the the playoff zone. Do you, do you agree, or is that going too far for you? 100%. Harry?
0: Yes, but it's a missed opportunity,
2: as we as we as we've said. All right, I've written down some underlined the word some of the football we've played, e.g. Mill 2, Huddersfield, Town nil, But also on odd occasion, when we've played well, um, and I think maybe that's one of the one of the most frustrating parts of this season, we, we we seem to be on the brink of playing really well at times, when but we don't sustain it and we seem to have cold starts to games, cold first halves a lot recently. I mean, we saw a little bit of that at Birmingham on, on Saturday. But when we do click, and when we do connect, we we don't look a bad side. I think it's one of the most frustrating parts of what has been, whichever way you want to look at it, is it a decent finished season. Um, but we do seem to have that potential, Harry. At times. At times, yeah. Um,
0: at, at times, not not enough to possibly to get promoted, but it's not a relegation season. It's, when we've it's clicked, so far we click.
2: All right. Michael, our backs to the wall, um, unbeaten runs. We 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 played really well. We've produced a really good string of results with our backs to the wall when we were playing Zach Lovelace on the bench and uh, Tyrese Briscoe and the kids and all the rest of it. We seem to be able to... We found some steel when it was needed, and that's largely what's driven us towards this finish point, wherever we do finish in the table. I think that's that's to the squad's credit that... that um, that that ability to dig deep and find something when we were looking pretty much um, a, a very average mid-table to lower table side earlier on, not that yeah. long ago either.
1: Yeah, um, I agree. And, and and you say credit, but it's also to their character. You know, like absolutely, everyone everyone, everyone, everyone wrote them off. Like we used the example of the Coventry game. Everyone wrote them off against them, um, or wrote them off was probably grammatically more correct. But um, we we won that game. I mean, everyone wrote us off against Palace. Yes, we lost the game, but we was we was a uh, I think we actually do better than a lot of people thought. We were in the mix
2: against (laughs) Palace, weren't we? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so, Um, yeah, positive. This is is a relentless diet of super sweet positivity, listeners, but I'm going to mention also um, the Wallaces, Jed and Murray Wallace. We think Murray may well be a strong contender for player of the season, rightly so, because if ever there's a more inspiring Mill story, it's that transformation from being a fairly uh, journeyman defender from Scunthorpe when he started Harry into a player that is, is he's forced himself to become a must pick. I mean I can't imagine even Gary Rara, I can't imagine him dropping him at the moment. And that's quite an achievement for Murray Wallace as a as a as a player, you know, to, to force yourself into that kind of contention when you didn't start from that position at all. You know, no one was really excited when he joined us, were they?
0: No. I mean he'd just been murdered by Steve Morrison in a second leg of a playoff final. Um yeah. Oh semi-final rather. But um yeah, I mean Murray Wallace has been phenomenal this season for me. You know, he's a shining light of the season. I think he's been the most consistent of those players that we've mentioned who's ours, other than Ballard. Ballard obviously got injured. So I think Murray Wallace has been the ever present, the most consistent, the most surprising. Now it's not surprising that he's good, but it kind of was. Um and for me. Uh he's got half a sniff of being, if not the captain, possibly the vice-captain next season. Um, yeah, because the leadership. Yeah. Say. Just because of, I think he's a cool head. I mean, anyone that Cruyff turns as a defender, any <laughs> defender that Cruyff turns has got to have some kind of ice <laughs> in their veins, haven't not they? Because that's everyone's worst nightmare of getting, you know, giving that away. Yes, sometimes he does. Still does weird things with a ball, you know. There's a ball that should just go and it goes straight back up in the air, and you think, Oh, fucking hell, Murray, and uh, and then it will win the other, you know. But, um, no, 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 he's no, literally no. the walking embodiment of the club in terms of don't have to be the best player, but if you run for a brick wall for us, we'll love you forever. And uh, I think it's not as simple as that because I think he is becoming a better player while he's been here, but he is literally you know, one of my favourite players of recent times, if I'm being honest.
2: I agree. I agree. Um, next on my list, Michael, the emergence. I don't know. Can we say the emergence of Danny Mac? I don't know. I think this season has seen... Yeah, I think so. Danny Mac has really emerged as a as a very, very good player. I wondered, actually, whether Moyes and Thomas Frank were looking as much at uh, Danny Mac as they were at um, possibly Dan Ballard or, uh, you know, I don't know who else, but um, really, really strong Player and Mill through and through, Michael. I mean that's that if there's one thing that uh, we love is that when it maybe sometimes it leads him into the odd rash challenge and you know rush of blood to the head, but that's that's the club, isn't it? That's 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 the mill support embodied.
1: Yeah, and the thing is as well with him, he I felt was it was it Bournemouth away last season? It was either his first game or one of his very first games he played for us. Um and you know, there was question marks of whether he should have been in the squad then, but since since then, really, he's not looked back. And you know, yes, people have their opinions on Marlon Romeo, but to to force a player of that pedigree out of the side, because uh, I did rate Romeo um, personally, um, and he, he he plays like he's been there for years, doesn't he? Like like yeah. he's, he's got such an experienced head on his shoulders. And and as silly as it sounds, as well. He's, he's a defender who can defend. There's too many defenders now who bomb forward. And um, Malone's a great example. A player who you have as a sort of wing-back or a defensive player, beach marks, and they, they just keep running forward and forget they need to defend. But um, McNamara has has a discipline. He seems to know what he needs to do. He, he does it well. He's, he's got a couple of goals this season. And, I've, yeah, I think he's been brilliant. And, and I know, um, what's his face? Ryan says it. He doesn't want to see McNamara at Millwall in a couple of years. He wants to see us sell McNamara for about £15 million because he's got that much potential. And he could be that good. And we could, you know... As it's not even
0: more. Even, it or be even
1: more. But that's, that's exactly my point. You, you, you've got a player there who you, you nurture him, right? And he keeps the way... Plan the way he's going. He's, he's either going to be a foundation of your club if we do build like you say harry and and get up the table and get promotion or he's one of the players who, who you get decent money for and reinvest that money back in so i think he's been brilliant McMahon. i think i think
2: danny danny will want to pitch himself at the highest levels if he possibly can and like, like jed you can't blame a player for wanting that harry can you no yeah, no
0: you can't i think with danny Matt it's a little bit a little bit different i think the fact that he went and played in scotland in the premier league has helped him massively he did I yeah, think that, yeah. that, that quality, that little bit of having to you know, we all take the piss out of Scottish football and yeah, but you know that there's four games a season where you're likely to get not have the ball for, you know, ninety minutes hmm. against Rangers and Celtic. Um wasn't it like a fashionable club, was he at St Johnson, if I remember rightly? Um, St Johnson, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so you Earth. know, he's learnt yeah. a lot. I think he I think he learnt a lot. I think the championship and probably the top end of the championship is probably the same as the top end in Scotland, maybe the, it's got a little bit better now, so we can range seemingly have recovered, but for a while it was the same. Um, and yeah. I, I think he's just he's kicked on this season. The more games he plays, the more assured he looks, the more confident he looks. Um, and yeah, echoing what, what Michael said and what Ryan said before, it will be. I mean, I can't, but I, I will say for him, and I know this is this is thing. I mean, Millwall and Irish players seemingly it works well, but I have absolutely no fucking idea. Harry is not in the Ireland squad or hasn't had a call up yet. Seamus Coleman is older than I am and he's still playing for for the Republic of Ireland at uh, right back. And I, I can't, you know, that that's a shambles in yeah, itself. Yeah, yeah. May, maybe he's he he not
2: playing for a fashionable club. I mean, it's been the curse well, of the millennium.
0: I, I think you know. that's. I think that's got a lot to do with it. I think one if, if and when. I mean, I think you're touching on. If Moyes or, or Thomas Frank were looking at him, I think the only saving grace we've got is that Nottingham Forest have got that Spence on loan from Middlesbrough, which is strange, um, who I think everyone's after. And I think there's a few others that sort of grab the headlines a bit more than Danny Mac, which is which is no problem for us. I, I'd be quite happy to have Danny Mac again next season. Um, Absolutely. If he, guides us, if he guides us to a better finish next season and we finish seventh this season, we'll probably be in the playoffs. So, so there we go.
2: But Ryan's point is is a good one. It's a painful road, but that's how Brentford have progressed. It's it is selling your, your 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 assets at the top of the market and using that to you know to build the squad. I think that's what we hope will be the kind of club that we can become. Anyway, I'm I'm continuing my list of good points, the good, the bad, and the ugly. List and Bart bielkowski is the next. I mean, I, I'm hoping there's a painting somewhere in the depths of the middle offices where ages in the painting but stays forever youthful in real life a bit <laughs> like a Dorian the picture of Dorian, Dorian Bray, Bray. a Polish version um or you know we world-class saves to order really and you can talk about his distribution Harry at times but um I've, I've trade that for that ability to make saves that you just don't quite believe you have seen. sometimes it's been a long while since we've had that good a goalkeeper at the den um, and Bart Bielkowski will be, um, as I say, I'm hoping that we can keep him in uh, cryogenic storage for many, many years to, to come. Um, Michael, we've, we've mentioned Benicophobia already, but Benicophobia's 12 goals um, is actually a good point for the season. Matt Smith scored 13 in 2019-20. to um, After that, you're going back to the classic era of, of Lee Gregory and, and Steve Morrison to find strikers in double figures. Um, at the den so that's not a bad achievement you can talk about and um, the man in front where I stand often tells him how lazy he is and now uh, he doesn't do this and he doesn't do that but 12 goals is in that context not a bad achievement for Bennick. as is Tom Bradshaw we've mentioned him already eight goals from 17 starts that's not bad either is it
1: no and, and these these are two players who let's, let's not forget Bradshaw, I think it was last season was very hot and cold. Some people were saying he was. Do you know what? Even on this podcast, people were saying that you know, is he finished? Is it time for him to move on? He's not scored for ages. He he can't find the back of the net. When we signed a he wasn't exactly scoring on all um firing on all cylinders, was he? he he'd had spells abroad and it and things didn't work for him. We know there's obviously the sad things in his personal life, but he 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 wasn't scoring and he seems to be going around a bit. So you've got two strikers there who on paper. Shouldn't be anywhere near double figures at this level or or, or yeah. your forward line or your forward line in in um a top eight team. so yeah yeah 100% and and the thing is it's like we say with Raphobi he he might not get you 20 goals he might have games where he looks lazy but he's he does things with a ball sometimes that I don't think apart from maybe Jed Wallace many of our players could do you know I mean it did with McNamara's goal the other week, wasn't it? I think it was against Barnsley. You know, if you just watch a phobe in the build-up for the goal, like he shields the ball, manages to turn under pressure on the on the fro, on the line where they're about to take a throw, turns, it's across. Highlight. McNamara comes in and scores. He's it's, 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 it's a he's it's he's a top player. He's a top top player of phobia I really I, I, I think he's been a real success personally. But again, I can't talk to your mate. You don't sit too far away from you. I mean, for me, it's just wages. <laughs> That's just my problem with it. Wages crazy. may
2: be a problem, Harry, yeah. Um, I, I just
0: wouldn't want Millwall to pay that kind of wages for that kind of player. That's just all it is, you know. Um, and I think, I don't I don't think it's, a, I don't think that might not be a problem. I think if he thinks he's getting the same money that he's on at Stoke, if he's moving to the Den, I think he's in for a a, a rude yeah. awakening with that one.
2: A reality check. We'll see. We'll see. Um, I, I, I just want to mention Tom Bradshaw. We've mentioned him a couple of times, but I just, uh, that the stat that really lets down is eight goals from 17 starts. That's not a bad rate of return. That's
0: also, that's also At any bad, level, uh, Harry. No, and he's had two bad injuries while he's been here. You no, know, we signed yeah. him and he got injured. Yeah, um, exactly. And and uh, he looked done. He came back. He's found a way to, to play. I, I have always liked his work rate. He's not necessarily always got the goals, but this season, He's a proper like box he's a proper box striker. Like if it's in that if it's in the area or if he's between yeah. the between the posts, I fancy him to score. He, he just, yeah. he, he just, Serve him up correctly,
2: he's a scorer, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah, I he's agree. a
0: finisher. Um and I think yeah. I, I I take your point on a on phobia. That they are a bit yin and yang themselves in the fact that Bradshaw isn't the most skillful player, isn't the most physical but, you know, the back of the net is. And, you know, a bit like there's, there's players at this level that do that all the time, like Vyman used to do it. And, and there's been others before that just seemingly score goals at this level for fun. And I think Bradshaw could could do that. I think he could keep scoring. I don't think it's a flash in the pan. I think he's naturally, he looks more, he looks so comfortable and happy. He looks happy. Like, you know, when you can look at football. He seems space, settled
2: um, at the club, Harry. Yeah. He? Um, he looks, you
0: know, he looks, he signed that deal and, I think his family, like he's got a young daughter and I think they come to the games. I think he's just, I think he's just happy and likes living in London. It's probably like, I don't think he's obviously, I think he's an Orphaner He's from that
2: town somewhere. Yeah. 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 So yeah. I, I think he's settled
0: here and, and he enjoys, enjoys his life and he's enjoying his football. You know, it's easy to say when you're winning games and he's probably scoring goals, but I, I generally do think he's a bit of a, he's having a bit of a renaissance and, you know, let's not be funny, if you don't, if a phobia well, was our player and Bradshaw was our player and they scored more than 20 goals, they wouldn't be our players anymore, you know, well, that's, exactly. that, is exactly. the, that is the reality.
2: But Tom Bradshaw is a big asset for our club, so um that's that's the, at the end of my little list, the good, it's the name of the piece listeners, is the good, the bad and the ugly, and the bad and the ugly do rather tend to merge in together, so I'm not going to, dwell too long on these and we've covered a lot of them in some depth but um the bad and the ugly some dire performances this season EG Peterborough and Blackpool we've mentioned that already um Harry you've mentioned already the seemingly endless draws um I love that internet meme of Gary Rowett with the shark from Jaws and draws written on it I think that still amuses me some jokes just amuse you, amuse you every time you see them that still does mm-hmm. um Decision-making of Gary Rowett, we've touched on. I don't want to flog this one, Harry, but, um, you know, selling, you of Matt <laughs> <laughs> selling of Matt Smith. I mean, I, I know Smith, he might have wanted to get away up north because he's got his uh, uni and, and family, and I think he's trying to get business going up there. Um, but he was our 13-goal striker in 2019-20. <laughs> he was still a dangerous, dangerous man to bring off the substitute bench when you're chasing a game. That That... I, um, I struggled with a little bit. Um, the likes of bringing in Keighf and on Saturday, we've mentioned that already. Um, and then the ugly. I've uh, I still can't quite get my head around Bristol City, where we gave up a two-one half-time lead. We shouldn't have done that. Um, For them at and, home, I think it was ugly. Yeah, that was a poor result, wouldn't it? That was that was a two-one loss, was it? No, it was
0: worse. Than, it was worse than that. I think it was three-one. I, I, I think I don't think we scored. I, I definitely don't think. I think was I'm going like to find 3-0 it. And it could have been even worse. Oh, it, I'll it, edit it, this,
2: it. listeners, to make it sound like I have got it to hand. Hang on, hang on. Uh, two, two 1, two it? one oh, Sorry, it at felt, home. It felt
0: like four nil. Um,
2: it might be the away. The away. Um, no, 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 game.
0: no. I remember the home game where we basically we decided we changed formation for one of the few times this season where we went to a back four and we were fucking awful. Um, and that that was early on, and and I just feel like. You know, what you're going there in the bad and the ugly is the the things that Gary Rowe when he first came in, used to make changes and they'd make like mid-game and they'd make us better and we'd win. Um, uh, I think that's slowly ebbing away over time, um, which is a concern.
2: Yeah. A summertime of change looming. I think that's the best way we can probably look to finish the show um saturday looms peterborough at home relegated peterborough we need a win and we need goals full house at the den um the stage is set uh doesn't always work out for the best does it when we have the the big occasions set in this way but um you're looking forward to it mate
0: um yes and no uh, i i i'm looking forward to it in the sense that it's it's nice to have a full den it's nice to you know like all like all um sort of them moments they can either be brilliant or they can be fucking awful and that it has the potential to be both i think we'll know um i think we'll know more on that result on friday night whether or not we think we're going there to have how a much is at stake yeah, yeah i think i think if qpr nick a point you know we'll um and i think qpr can still sneak in can't they with two wins themselves i think it's. Their their long shot is even more than ours, but I, I think they could still take points, um, or at least it may have changed since the last time I looked at the table, to be honest, but I know they could possibly have something to do with it. And, you know, I, th- I think it'd be, it'd be nice if we went into that having Sheffield United drop points, and it would suddenly, the, the atmosphere would completely change, and probably this podcast would look slightly you know, outdated by the time it goes to print almost, you know, you know, I mean, yeah, yeah. United yeah. dropped points, but um, yeah, the player of the season, I mean, obviously that was sorted out. That could have been a fucking PR disaster. Um, You know, it, it, the last out of the den always has something about it, you, you know, and end of, of know,
2: season. the season.
0: The
2: There's normally a pitch invasion, Michael, at the end of the season, isn't there? Although we do still potentially have to go to uh, Bournemouth with possibly Depending on other results, with something on on the table, um, looking forward to these final two games, or will you miss will you miss Millwall, Michael?
1: I will miss Millwall, but one thing I have to say, Nick, your your lack of faith in Lurch is disturbing. I can't see there being a pitch invasion. The one man
2: wall that will hold them back. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's yeah a exactly. So out a Game of Thrones, Lurch with the Night's Watch on the on the Colbo Lane wall. <laughs> oh coming. dear.
1: They but no, away. I'm going, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna I'm, I'm miss gonna miss Millwall this season. I think it has it, been up and down, but you know, do you know what, lads? Deadly serious. This time last year we weren't allowed in football stadiums, or it was exactly, limited number. yeah. So, yeah, so no, you know we, for we've for got sure. to take the positive out of that.
0: I think I think as well that I think that's probably why it's felt like it's it's been such a long season because we haven't done it for two years. And and at times this has been an hard watch, and at times you think, Why well, am I fucking like it's almost like being a readjustment to realising that you give away your Saturday to these bunch of 11 paid professionals that have the ability <laughs> to infuriate you, make you happy, ruin your fucking week, your night, your month. and uh, But that's every, that, that's that's
2: every season.
1: That, that is. That's every
2: season, Harry. You know, you exactly. get to a point.
1: And I said about Max and Kyle the Better. Boom, boom.
2: Every season, I get to this point where you think, "Oh, I've, I've had enough Millwall for one season." I'm really looking forward to it. Um, you know, Saturday you don't have to worry about it. On the Saturday, you know, the midweek games where you're dragging yourself out the door when you just want to stay indoors, watch the telly or something. You know, you, you then after about. Seven days of the of the close season, you think, oh fuck, I wish move was around. <laughs> I wish we could go back down the den again. So it normally comes yeah, back. That's quite that's, that's, not,
1: that's normally when Strictly Come Dancing starts again.
2: Nick. Oh mate, yes. don't don't don't. Or Master Chef, I've got to end this loop of Master Chef on. Um, the worst,
0: the worst thing about the summertime for me, and it always is the the, the worst thing, is the the constant. Re emergence of these same shock jock bullshit merchants that seem to claim they have inside the knowledge of the transfer market, which <laughs> drives me through the fucking
1: world. Oh, ooh, or, 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 or the pa- or people who tweet one line and think it's an exclusive and they've nicked it off someone else.
0: Yeah, yeah, those
1: it's, type of people.
0: I like the idea of Millwall interested. Interested, they haven't signed anyone, they're interested. Well, we'd all be interested in interested
2: that, in Zinedine in yeah, Zidane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's actually quite a short summertime break. I mean, the, the, the league season begins on July the 30th, so that you know the warm up games will be um, going some weeks Jeez. before that because of the, the World Cup. when this odd season, of, we're going to have a break in uh, I think it's November when the World Cup takes place, and depending on. You know, um, when the nations are involved in the knockout stages, when they, whenever they go out, then the, the leagues will start to re, restart. So, anyway, so it's actually a, a fairly short break, um, but it does seem quite a long one when you're in the middle of it. Yeah.
0: Um, I don't think that's going to suit us next season as well, because we tend to start slow, don't we? We never seem to get up. so no. We've sort of had a bad August-September. You know, we get to October and we start picking up a few wins, and we'll be in November and we'll be on our if we're on a run uh, of some description. You know, typical Millwall is to get on a run and then have it stop by a World Cup or something it can take two bumps to get back up to steam. But um, yeah, I, I mean, um, it's, it's going to be it's going to be an that. odd
2: tournament, Harry. And I mean, yeah. the, whole, the whole thing's going to be an odd one. So nothing quite like it before, and hopefully nothing quite like it again. But um, summertime looms. Um, We'll we'll be doing a few more shows yet. We've got uh, Peterborough then with the final game of the season at Bournemouth to cover. Um, Michael, you and me are going to do a a grassroots show just to review some of the um, clubs and places and and games we've seen this season doing the the non-league shows, which has been a really nice thing to do. I'm glad that we've done that and I'm looking forward to continuing that next season, particularly as we just mentioned the World Cup break. Um, it'll be a chance to get to see some of the um, some of the non-league sides more regs. There won't be any Millwall for at least a month or so, I think. So, it'll be a big chance to give it a bit more coverage next season. Um, so, we'll be looking forward to that next week, listeners, sometime. Nick and Nick and Neil's history shows will be knocking around during the course of the summertime, Neil, Neil Fisler. So, we're going to be busy, actually. It'll be almost like... going go and watch some
0: cricket again, Nick.
2: We're going to watch some cricket, and we're well, actually going to drag you down to um, a speedway meeting down at um, down at Kent at some stage during the course of the warm-ups. Right. Sorry, um, right. and we might get to see some cricket as well. And and um, Michael, I might even try and organise a trip to the rugby league at some point. So um, keep your keep your ear rolls out for that, listeners. But for the moment, chaps, I think we've probably run our course on this show. I um, just want to say thank you to Michael for taking time out of his day to be on the show.
1: No problem at all and thank you. Thank you listeners for the season Um if, if uh, obviously I'm not on before the Bournemouth game so thank you for your feedback over the season. Be much appreciated. I know a lot of people haven't agreed what I've said but it's nice to hear your thoughts on the socials. So thank you.
2: Good stuff. And Harry, you've been working today mate so I'll let you, uh, let you sort yourself out now. Uh, appreciate you coming on the show today mate and we'll talk to you very very soon.
0: Yeah, cheers, mate. Thanks for that. And uh, yes, the feedback, as I've said before, you don't have to agree with me, but you still gotta to listen to me.
2: <laughs> That's the essence of podcasting, listeners. Thank you for listening, dear listeners. There was, there's more shows. Not the end of the season yet, so um, I won't go too far with the thank yous. End but, of season um,
1: tournament, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's not be too, so, There's not be
2: too so You never know. You never know. But till the weekend, listeners. Bye for now, at a river dirty millwall.
0: Thank you for listening to Apple Millwall. If you enjoyed the show, please head over to Apple Podcasts and leave us a cheeky little
1: review. dirty millwall. Till next time. Who do you want to watch? <laughs>